You're listening to Detroit Today, and that's music from the world premiere of the Opera Blue at the Glimmerglass Festival in 2019. When many people think of opera, they think of grand sets and magical themes and love stories set decades or centuries in the past, and they're usually sung in Italian or German or Russian. But Michigan Opera Theater is staging an opera next month that is really different. Blue tells the story of a modern-day family in Harlem. The father is a New York Police Department officer, which becomes a point of tension as his son grows more politically active and socially aware. It's an opera that digs into the issues of police brutality and race that swirl all around uh, American conversation and life these days. And it shines light on some of the hardest conversations that we're having as a society here in 2021. Here to talk about Blue and the issues it explores are two people who are helping to bring that opera to life right here in Detroit. Kaneza Shal is director of the Michigan Opera Theater's production of Blue. Uh, Kaneza, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. So glad to be here. And Yuval Sharon is the artistic director for the Michigan Opera Theater. Yuval, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. Yeah. So, Kaneza, I'm going to start with you. Without too many spoilers, uh, give us a sense of the story of Blue. Yeah, Blue is the story of a family trying to love and protect each other with all of their might. And it's the story of this family, a Black family in Harlem, and the story of the community around them. And we see this family celebrate the life of their child. We see them celebrate their love. And I don't think this is a spoiler. We see them, we, we see the family lose that child. And the child is, is killed by a police officer. And, and we see the, the community mourn the loss. And, and yeah, I think we've got a little bit of a problem with uh, Kanez's connection there. We'll, we will work on that and get her back here to finish. <laughs> that was kind of a cliffhanger. I'm waiting to hear the rest of it. Uh, but while we're doing that, uh, you've all... Uh, pick pick up the narrative here and 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 fill us in. Sure, sure. Um, I know I was I was excited to hear how Kinesis thought. <laughs> I was like, how does this end? <laughs> but um, but she's absolutely right that what is so beautiful and so powerful about this opera is not that it um, exploits uh, any sense of tragedy. You know, the the loss of the son is not even depicted uh, in the opera. Uh, instead, what happens is we see these amazingly, uh, b- beautifully detailed uh, scenes in the life of this family, the, uh, the love between a father and a, and a mother, um, the, uh, the first child born to this couple and uh, learning what it means to be a parent and holding a child. Uh, and then, um, of course, the, the son becoming a, uh, a teenager and, and uh, the generational conflict between, uh, between the father and the son. And then while we're all taking a break for intermission, that's when the violence happens. So we come back to Act Two, and it's not about the violence. It's mm. about how a community comes together uh, to support each other, the role that religion plays uh, in keeping a community together, um, how everybody 
how everybody mourns this loss, how that loss affects not just the family, but the entire community and uh, by extension, the nation, which touches all of us. And so um, I think that's part of what to me makes Blue such a penetrating piece. And I'd, I'd, I'd also say that to the to your beautiful introduction um, to the to the work and how it might be what what it might seem different from what we might expect of opera. I will say that this being my first season as artistic director for Michigan Opera Theater, mm-hmm. this is what I would love our community to really see opera as as, as offering as a, a reflection of things that matter to us, ideas and topics that matter to us uh, very urgently and very importantly. Uh, not just about it's not about topicality; it's about uh, opera as an art form that can really speak to uh, where we are today. Mm. So you've all we we are still trying to get uh, Kaneza back uh, on the line, and and we will get that going soon. <laughs> but 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 while we're waiting, I, I'd love to hear from you what attracted you to the idea of staging a production of Blue here at uh, at the Michigan Opera Theater. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the qualities of the work really speak for itself. You know, it was the 2019 winner of the uh, the best, I'm sorry, the 2020 winner of the best opera for the premiere in 2019 from the Music Critics Association North America's best opera. Um, I think that Janine Tesori's music, uh, Janine is better known maybe to some to some uh, of our audiences for, for the musicals that she has written, um, Fun Home, Carolina Change, um, Thoroughly Modern Millie. She writes with a, a really, really engaging voice. Um, so I, I love that aspect of, of the music, that it feels like anybody can connect to it. Um, it's, her, it's her first offer, and we actually know it's not going to be her last uh, because the Met has commissioned her next piece. So in terms of the, the musical quality and it being something that really does open up the possibility for new audiences to be engaged with opera as an art form is something that I was, I was really excited about. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it even one step further, thinking that Blue feels to me like a piece that belongs um, in a space that is important for the Detroit community. And, uh, and uh, for that, we just couldn't imagine a better platform for this opera to be in front of the public than, uh, than the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater uh, for so many reasons. You know, this notion that it is um, a, a home for so much amazing music. Um, the fact that it's open air so that during COVID <laughs> yeah, we can, right. uh, you know, really keep everybody safe, you know, and then I can talk more about that if that's of interest. But, uh, but this was also part of the planning was before we bring our audience indoors, you know, when we were planning this, we had, we did we still didn't know where we were going to be with COVID, but we, we did feel that if we could uh, plan on outdoors, we can take every single precaution to keep our audience safe. So that's definitely an additional benefit. Sure. Uh, you know, but also just this notion that we're in an, we're in a different kind of venue to experience a different kind of opera. Um, I hope that, uh, for the people that already love opera, I hope it opens a door to where opera, uh, might, uh, where we might explore opera going for the future. And for people who have never tried an opera before, I, I actually think I can't imagine a better one uh, mm. to come to uh, for, for all of these reasons. So, so I, I want to also ask you about the how something like Blue fits into the programming at Michigan mm-hmm. Opera Theater. As I was saying in the open, most, most people think of something really different when they think uh, of opera. When I think of, of MOT and the things that I know you guys have, have done there, I know you've, you've uh, done lots of 
performances and productions that are, fall outside the sort of narrow classic sense of, of opera. But I, but am I wrong in saying that this is a, another iteration uh, of difference uh, between most standard, I guess, um, uh, opera offerings? I mean, this seems like a very wide departure from uh, from the normal pro- programming. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I uh, I appreciate that on one hand on the other hand um, I think this is in every way a true opera it's mm-hmm. written for classically trained voices beautiful voices that are that that also the singers that we have you know are you know internationally renowned singers that that sing Verdi and Puccini uh, just as much as they do this this music, you mm-hmm. know. So um, this falls absolutely within the spectrum of, of of classical training. What might be different, on one hand, um, as you mentioned, is the fact that it's something that's so close to us mm-hmm. that it's not the story of some faraway, distant uh, European, <laughs> you know, <laughs> European uh, country. Um, and it's also, you know, it's it's not the story of of a kind of uh, you know white uh, <laughs> white subject. Sure. Uh, this is a this is the this is a black family, and it is a celebration of what that of, of those family values. And um, in that way, Taswell Thompson, who wrote the libretto, um, was inspired by the writing of Tanahishi Coates and James Baldwin in thinking about what this libretto could be. And in every way, it's such a beautiful, um, it's such a beautiful depiction of, of black life and black family life. And that is, um, that is more rare than we'd like it to be in the opera world. But I also know that that's changing. Um, and, uh, it also needs to change as we want opera to be an art form that really is for everybody. Sure. And for us at, at Michigan Opera Theater, uh, this is, uh, it's hardly the beginning of an exploration of black, uh, you know, black subject matter and, uh, and, com- you know, black composers, black librettists, uh, but it's certainly going to be an increasingly important part of our programmatic imperatives, which at the end of our season really culminates with, uh, the second production of Anthony Davis's opera based on the life of Malcolm X. Yes. Um, so this is something that is going to, but even beyond that, I would say that, um, I really wanted this scene, this, this season for MOT to be about opera as a reflection of everyday life mm. and everyday people. And that is, uh, that is the through line for the entire season. And it began when we were at Meadowbrook with Cavalleria and this notion of Verismo opera, you know, mm-hmm. opera that can somehow depict everyday life in a way that is uh, as uh, large in terms of its emotional life, uh, so large that before you know it, these people that just seem like your neighbors, <laughs> like they mm. seem like everyday people. It's the story of the La Boheme, which we're doing in April, the story of poor artists, you know, mm-hmm. no, no one particularly special, except when they start to sing that beautiful music, you realize that they have all of humanity within them. Mm. And that happens in Blue. It happens in X. It happens, I think it happens in every opera, but in many ways, uh, every 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 great opera that happens, but this season that is our focus is just thinking that uh, how music can open up these interior lives of the people that are our our uh, our our, uh, our neighbors yeah. and our, our 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 fellow country people. Sure, sure. Uh, we do have uh, Kaneza Shaw, the director <laughs> of uh, the production of Blue at MOT, back with us. Uh, Kaneza, welcome back to the to the program. 
Um, Thank you. Yeah, but you I want to. I have to jump in on the on the opera formal sure. thing because I think that there's also this way that opera is an art form big enough to reflect daily life and mm-hmm. all of its violence mm-hmm. and tenderness and glory. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know, as we were saying, that opera is real talk. It's traditionally seen by such a narrow swath of mm-hmm. our national public, mm-hmm. and I would argue that it's especially not seen by people who are best equipped to understand and appreciate it, people with big lives for whom the struggle of living is operatic Mm. daily. Mm. So in Making Blue, an essential part of the work is not only on the stage, but on trying to gather an audience representative of Detroit who can who could really receive this music. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Kanaza, you're based in New York, where the story of Blue takes place. And, of course, that's a city that has its own experiences with police brutality and race and this long narrative of the tension between uh, African-American communities and uh, the authorities who, who police us. Uh, of course, here in Detroit, we have our own troubling history of race and policing that's left a real mark on our city. So uh, when you're staging an opera like this to be seen in a place like Detroit, I wonder if you've felt the need to sort of dig into these histories or, I guess, stage it in a way that would be felt uniquely in, in Detroit? In other words, how would it, would, ref, would it reflect, I guess, the, the, the lives we have here and the way this issue plays out for us? Yeah. You know, the state is very good at co-opting our story spaces. Mm. It's very good at making narratives reinforce itself. Even, let's say, narratives around verdicts, for example. Ultimately, those are stories that, that reinvest in state practice. And with Blue, with this beautifully complex opera, we have an opportunity to think about what are the stories that keep us alive, you know, I don't want justice for George Floyd. I don't want justice for Breonna Taylor. I want them to be alive. Mm. I want black people not to be killed. And so that is the lens we have for telling this story of Blue. How do we really tell the story of this family trying to love and protect each other? And uh, talk about the staging of an opera like this. Is it is it dramatically different from uh, from something by Rossini or Puccini, uh, <laughs> or or is this is this just an opera and and it's the subject matter that's different? You know, I think there's a fantasy that the West has of the of the canon being singular, and the fact is that the canon has always been hybrid. And with this piece, we lean into opera as this beautifully hybrid form. You know, I believe that great storytelling requires speaking many languages, and those are formal and historical and aesthetic languages, and those are also cultural languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it requires addressing all the materials that are in the room, and that is light and music, and that is race and sight lines and gender and history. So with Blue, one of the one of the materials we've we've been working with in the piece and one of the languages we've invested in is working with dance as a way to animate this sound along with these incredible singers. Mm. 
So we're working with forms from crumping to JIT, a form native to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And we have two JIT masters with us, Queen Gabby and, and Michael Smith of yes. Detroit JIT Masters. Yes. And uh, these, these dance vocabularies are helping us to animate the music and the story and to break open these sounds so that audiences can experience them in the hybridity that they have always held, even in our, uh, let's say, forefathers <laughs> in kind of in, in, in the traditional operatic canon. Mm. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking about the Michigan Opera Theater production of Blue uh, with Kaneza Shal, who's the director of uh, this production, as well as Yuval Sharon, who is the artistic director for the MOT. Uh, I would love to have uh, listeners participate in this conversation as well. It'll be a little hard because we have both of our guests on the phones, but if you want to give us a call, tell us what you think about uh, a piece of art or performance that made you think deeply or differently about a societal or political issue. What do you think of the idea of an opera that digs into the idea of race and police brutality uh, being staged here in the city of Detroit? 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter. Put comments there and we'll work you into the conversation. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. WDET is your connection to what's happening in Detroit. WDET is your place for open dialogue about the issues that impact you. Stay in the know. This is WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station. You're listening to Detroit Today. 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, I'm glad you've tuned in. My guests are Kaneza Shaw, who is director of Michigan Opera Theater's production of Blue, which is an opera that explores issues of police brutality and race here in America. Also with us is Yuval Sharon. He is the artistic director for the Michigan Opera Theater. We're talking about Blue, which will uh, be staged September uh, 11th and 12th here in Detroit at the Aretha Franklin uh, Amphitheater on the Detroit River. Performances start at 7 p.m. both nights, and you can find ticket information at michiganopera.org. We also want to hear from you uh, during the conversation. Give us a call and tell us about uh, a piece of art, a performance that made you think really differently about a societal or a political issue and what it is about stories and art that you think can change hearts and minds about things that uh, we all kind of feel so dug in about. Uh, Do you think there are real opportunities to have meaningful conversations about things like police brutality and race? And does art like opera help us do that? Uh, As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. 1019, you can also go to Facebook and Twitter and put comments there, and uh, we'll try to work you into uh, the conversation. Uh, Kaneza, I want to I talk to you a, a little about 
this opera and I guess uh, the, the the place it may hold in the narrative about uh, race and policing in, in this country. Uh, the, the opera was written, of course, before the murder of, of, of George Floyd, but that has become sort of the inflection point for that discussion, I guess, at this point. But but it strikes me that that an opera like Blue has an opportunity to take uh, the discussion about these things away from the episodic, which is when we uh, witness police uh, uh, being brutal with, with African-Americans, killing African-Americans, as they did with, with George Floyd, uh, and establishing more of a continuity to the idea of this issue that that it um, that it reaches beyond just these incidents and uh, gets to the sort of defining of our lives it strikes me that this opera is about how life is affected by these things as much as it is uh, about these kinds of uh, brutal or dramatic incidents Absolutely. You know, I think as people invested in telling stories, um, you know, I believe that stories build the world and I believe that they build architecture and they build policy and they build our social and political interaction. And so the question for me always in, in, in making work and sharing work with publics is, you know, what are the questions we're asking and, and how are we telling our stories? What is the story trying to do in the world? And one of the one of the complex and exciting parts of, of the story of Blue is that on every side of this family, people are deeply civically engaged. You know, the father is a police officer, and he he believes in that labor at the beginning of this play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, uh, excuse me, this opera. He believes in that labor as 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 an essential part of civic duty. And the son is becoming politically active, and he's like, "This is my civic duty." The mother's running this beautiful restaurant that is like nourishing Harlem, and that is her civic duty. And it's it's extraordinary to kind of watch these three characters reconcile their their family duty and their civic duty in in the context of you know the, the state American history God and and themselves mm-hmm. uh, Yuval uh, correct me if I'm wrong but uh, is this is it right to say this is the first fully staged opera that ML, MOT will have done since the beginning of the pandemic I know that there was uh, an effort to have performances in some outdoor spaces and some really alternative spaces <laughs> during the <laughs> during the pandemic. But is this us getting back to more normalcy there at MOT? Uh, that's a great question. What I guess it depends what normal. <laughs> What's normal, right? <laughs> going to mean, right? <laughs> we come back from this period. Um, you know, we're we're actually starting to starting to be you know pros at uh, being able to produce. Uh, within this pandemic, we've had two other uh, productions um, that happened uh, during the during the you know in the in the period where there weren't even vaccines. We did Twilight Gods, um, my yeah. first project with MOT at the uh, at the uh, parking center, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the parking center of the Detroit Opera House, and I would consider that fully staged. Although we had to keep audiences in their own cars, uh, you know, and they, there was you know nine nine cars at a time that drove through. 
the performance. Um, so, uh, but but I that that was I would call that a fully staged experience. But mm-hmm. this um, is the first time that we are having a, a fully staged opera in front of a, of a larger audience. Mm. Um, I do think it is a step towards us returning into the theater. But I know we're all just so relieved uh, that we haven't made the decision to go into the theater yet as, uh, as, uh, as trying to keep our audience as safe as possible is uh, still absolutely the name of the game. So yeah. we're, we're taking every step that we can, even, uh, even in a space like the Aretha Franklin, which is open air, um, e- even under those conditions, you know, requiring all audience members, regardless of vaccination status, to wear a mask during the performance. Uh, we're keeping audiences socially distant, which is also one of the benefits of going to the Aretha Franklin, which seats about 6,000. Uh, we're going to actually have an audience size um, that's, that's, that's a fraction of that so that the audience can, can be spread out and, and quite safe. Mm. So we're still taking every single precaution we can. But I do hope that it is uh, a step towards opening up more and more uh, to, uh, to, uh, to opera to as large of an audience as we possibly can. So this is part of a, our, gradual, uh, our gradual return. Mm. To, to, to live performance. Yeah. Uh, I want to read a couple of uh, social media comments. Uh, Brad in Rochester Hills says, uh, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On album was an example of art that resonated with him as something that mm-hmm. helped people cope with uh, tragedy and issues of race and racism. A- absolute uh, agreement for me, uh, Brad, on, on that. That's one of, um, one of my favorite pieces uh, of, of art, and I think it just kind of perfectly captured uh, that moment in time and all of the issues that uh, were present then and many that are present now. Uh, John uh, called on the from the east side and wanted to note that the last opera MOT was supposed to have before the pandemic was about a black gay uh, boxer. Uh, it was mm-hmm. about Emil Griffith. So he says uh, MOT has been telling these kinds of stories uh, for some time. Uh, giving you guys credit for really reaching out in terms of subject matter uh, to things of real, real, real relevance to our uh, to our community, uh, Yuval. I wonder if you can talk just a little about how MOT has been affected by uh, the pandemic, and uh, I guess how things are going. Uh, every institution in the world really yeah. has been disrupted by by all. Sure, of I mean you know every. I think it's you know it's. I think every single life has been affected by this pandemic in, in, in transformative ways, you know, whether for the, for the positive or the negative. I, I think that in the case of uh, MOT, the transformation, I, I'd like to think of it as a positive transformation for us, as, as challenging as it has been. Um, I think that the leadership at MOT prior to my arrival with Wayne Brown, the president and CEO and, and the board, um, I think they knew this was the opportunity to really rethink how MOT is connected to Detroit and connected to the Metro Detroit area um, and thinking about what opera can mean moving forward. You know, sometimes it takes a pause like this to really rethink what your values are uh, instead of getting caught up in what is so uh, what, in terms of getting caught up with the conventions of what happens and the, 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 normal, uh, the normal arcs of seasons and, uh, and uh, you know, it, there's very little time to unplug and reflect. And I know that everyone at MOT took this opportunity to reflect and to think about what transformation means for the organization as it goes into its next um, 50 years. 
Mm. Uh, so it's, we, we, we were supposed to celebrate our 50th anniversary last year. So instead of calling this season 50 plus one or something, we think actually this season's about the next 50 years. Mm. So, so how does this organization not just rest on its, its laurels, uh, but instead really push forward and push the form forward on one hand and push that form into the community even more, uh, more thoroughly uh, on the other. So I think that, I think that MOT has been, I, I would like to think MOT uh, is an example in many ways of an arts organization that took the challenges of uh, the pandemic and used the opportunity to truly pivot. And I must say that if it wasn't for the pandemic, I likely would not be here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I personally feel mm. that this was all of us, uh, really thinking that it's a moment where real change is possible. And uh, I'm very honored to be a, a change agent for uh, for the organization. Yeah. Okay, the opera is blue. Uh, it is about a black family that is dealing with issues of race and police brutality in Harlem. Uh, you can catch it Saturday, September 11th, and Sunday, September 12th, at the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater right on the Detroit River. Performances start at 7 both nights, and you can find ticket information at michiganopera.org. Uh, I want to thank Kaneza Shal, director of the MOT production of Blue, for being here. Kaneza, it was great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Wonderful to be with you. And uh, Yuval Sharon, artistic director for the Michigan Opera Theater. Always great to catch up with you as well. Same. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, that is going to do it for us today. Come back on Monday when we're going to talk about this evolving situation in Afghanistan uh, and counterterrorism after this week's ISIS attack that killed several American service members along with lots of other Afghans. Of course, uh, that situation just seems to get worse and worse, and I'm not sure there's a lot of clarity about what's gone wrong or how to fix it. We'll talk about it on Monday. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again on Monday.